It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Here we are. The misery for 2022 (laughs) is officially over. Thank God. We are not the champions, my friends. (laughs) Not even close. Nowhere. Not even close. It is over. Thank God it's the end. (laughs) (laughs) That's over. Uh, I mean, if you're looking for something positive on this Monday, it's over. That's uh, that's the yeah. most positive thing I can think of. Anybody want to add anything to well, that? Well, Joe Woods got fired this morning. That's that's another, a, I know another great one. I always yeah. I hate when people lose their jobs. I I and I know that we tend to look at these people as just interchangeable. They have families. Right. They have. I get it. Feelings. I, I hate get it. when they lose their job. But this is a very results oriented business, and the results just were not there. Joe yeah. Woods fired. That's the big news from yesterday. To today, not a surprise. I, the surprise would have been if he hadn't been fired by noon today. I would have been shocked. Yes. Uh, Mike Prefer still on staff. That means it's likely he's staying on staff. Yeah. Right. And Kevin Stefanski is going to give his news conference here in a little over an hour, so he's not going anywhere. For those of you that thought uh, he thought could three, be at three thirty, right? Yeah. Three thirty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think still. I guess there's a chance Prefer. If Prever's going to get fired, it's going to be between now and then. But I don't you think it's they do it happen. at the same time? I think probably yes. I would expect, but I would still but, say until that press conference, there's a chance. But there's yeah. no chance the fancy's getting fired. No, I don't think so. No. Yeah, I think that ship has long sailed. Yeah, busy, busy show. We'll talk about the Browns' loss in the micro. We'll talk about their seven and ten finish in the macro. We'll take a global look at where this franchise is on January 9, two thousand twenty-three. Is it better positioned than where it was a year ago, two years ago? Obviously, in pro sports, you want to arc this way. If you just look at the numbers, eight or seven wins from a year ago, what would they finish last year? Eight and nine. Eight and nine. It's mm-hmm. down one. Certainly not the direction you want to go in. So we'll recap all of that, put a bow on this season, look forward to the future for the Browns. Yeah. What is it? Also, the 2023 schedule, I've got to tell you, I just without getting into detail now because we'll go into that later, I think it's about as easy a schedule as I can remember. Stop we'll, it. We'll talk more about I, I, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Listen, nothing's easy for the Browns. When you right look now. at the non-conference, the six non-conference yeah. games, there's 11 non-conference games. Very yeah. few of those teams are playoff games. games. Non-division games. Yeah. Very few of those are playoff teams. That's true. So we'll dive into that. We'll yeah. talk about that. We'll grade the scale, 10 being the easiest you can get, one being the hardest you can get. Where does it rank? Tim Couch, his final appearance of this football season, will, of course, bring Tim back throughout the offseason as – news warrants, um, and we'll keep him in the fold, but he's going to put his final bow on the 2022 season as well. Uh, later, I want to, I haven't told you guys this, but it hit me on the way in today. I want to do something later in the show. Don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I want to call it the one name blame game. Obviously, when a team loses or a team wins, there's a lot of credit to go around. There's a lot of blame to go around. This is kind of like no fence riders. I want to pin you guys down on one name for our blame game, okay? So you can think about that. We'll you, do that are later. You, are you serious? You're smiling are you ear serious? to ear. Are you yeah. serious? Are you By the way, Jay, one name. Let me, let me start serious? with this because there's something serious? that really stands out to me. Do you guys remember when Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski came in three years ago? They used three words when they talked about their football team. Smart, tough, accountable. Remember that? Mm. You know what? That's is, a great point. Is this team smart? No. Mm-hmm. Is this team tough? No. no. Is this team accountable? They are not. They're none no. of those things. I'm really glad you brought that up, Bull, because I yeah. have forgotten oh, yeah. that. That's beautiful. That, that's I know seg- that plays into what segway. you want to talk about today, but it really Bull, is. that's a great <laughs> point. They're none segway. of those things. It's a and they've had three years. Like, typically, you're not going to see the team that they think they're going to be in their image sure. in one year or two years. But by NFL standards, if you haven't made a major corner turn in year three, 
you're likely on your way out the door. Yeah, right. And I think everybody on this panel would yeah. agree that Kevin Stefanski is squarely in the hot seat for next season. If we don't see a big turnaround, he's gone. No doubt. And then, and if that doesn't, now we're all going to be rooting for them to turn it around I am. and get off to a great start, and that nobody's getting fired. But if that doesn't happen, then next year's wasted too. Let me let me ask you a question. That's crazy. I, I can't take it no more. Really, I really. If I was in any other market, would he still be working today? No, no, he would not be. Now you can't That's not discount true. No, very the fact, though. See, see, very here's the so. thing: his arc has been reversed. Yeah. He started off with 11 wins, then he went to eight. Now he's at seven. That's the wrong uh, way. You got to eight. That COVID 11 uh, is Brent, looking real on, shaky. Wait, I'm going to use your own words yeah. here: smart, no, <laughs> accountable, no, and tough, no. There you go. You know what? I so by his own words, he the, the Bengals kept Marvin Lewis 15 years ago. That, that, that don't make it right. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't I, make I, it right. I, I tell you this. I tell you this. How many? How he, many times they go I to play? This. A lot, but they never won. I, I, tell, hey. I tell you. I tell you what. In some place, he would have made Chicago. They wouldn't have. He'd be gone. Yeah, no. There are other. There are We can't say that the Browns now, whether Kevin Stefanski should be fired or not, is a fair debate. And I said yesterday to G, I'm done defending Stefanski. I can't yeah. defend him anymore. Right. If you want to fire him, I'm, I'm on board because I. I you're I'm, not advocating. I'm it, not you're advocating, not but I'm like, it. I can't argue. Sure. However, the Browns have <clears throat> fired coaches more than any other team to sort of make it seem like the Browns are slow to get to things. Doesn't make any sense because they've never been before. This no, time they've seen. Right. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. Here, when you're at the top of the food chain, bull, yeah. you have to make some decisions for the best of the organization. Right. Period. Regardless of what you what you think. Now, all the symbols that are, that are necessary, he has checked every box. Yeah. He's been given every chance, right? Yeah. And sometimes you just have to cut bait and move on. You sure. do, whether you want to or not. But all the facts that you are lining up have just occurred. And then you, for somebody to come back and say, out of the public and say this, again, we'll see what happens in the next year. What? I told him like this, man. I, I just want to let y'all know, uh, just to be real with you, I got to get frank. If it don't happen next year, your top players won't be here anymore. I'm just letting yeah, you guys know. Yeah, your window's closing. Now, your top, your Miles Garrett's, your, your Nick Chubbs, all the guys you bought them jerseys for, they will not be here next year. So you rolled the dice this year. You, you got four to six games next year. And if you and like Bull said, if you don't get it done in those four to six games, we are talking about a, a, a turn, a complete turnover again. That's and, right. And, and think about it. We sat through this, and this is the thing I want to emphasize. Okay. We sat through hell, one in thirty-one, to accumulate these picks, to accumulate these draft statuses. To we we had no help on Sundays. You went to church, you came home, and, and even the good Lord couldn't help you or your Browns teams. <laughs> you, you wasted all those picks. Those picks turned out to be Baker Mayfield, no longer here. Those picks turned out to be Denzel Ward. I don't know if he, he's going to be good anymore. Those picks were Dick Chubb and Miles Garrett. Guess what? We are on the doorstep of, of flipping that whole thing over again, and we talking about what we can get for people. Making that 131 yeah. even more painful. Well, here, here, you better you gotta lead this in it. You'll be stuck with Watson. And you'll be and have Watson. Well, no, no, no nobody be eating well, that. Nobody be eating the that. The bottom line is, you could say whatever you want about the coach, about the rest of the roster. If Deshaun Watson, who, let's face it, in six games this year was not good, now we can make all the excuses, yeah. we can bring up all the reasons. About facts. Some of them fair, facts. some of them not fair. About facts. The fact is he didn't play well nope. overall through six facts. games. No. Nope. If no, he's not. not back to a top ten, I'm not even asking yeah. top five. I'd like him to be top five eventually. But if he's not back to a top ten level quarterback next year, the Browns are completely screwed. No matter who the coach is, it doesn't matter. They've given because up, if yeah. he because they went all in on him, which yeah. we all I, I'm not, not you weren't totally in on first, yep. but we were totally in. I'm yeah. still totally in. But if they got it wrong, they're screwed. They're screwed. And that, and that was why I wasn't all in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I thought you had no always, choice to be because Baker wasn't good enough. Right. You you had to move on. I think yes. everybody was right. of that mindset. But the direction of which they went, 
If this thing doesn't get dramatically Disaster. better next year, it's sideways for another five seasons. No, Let's no do doubt. the Tri-C read because yep, we're going to be no talking doubt. Browns throughout the show. This whole show essentially is going to be sponsored by Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga Community College. <laughs> yeah, get, the, get it right, man. Cuyahoga Community College. Cuyahoga Community College. Cuyahoga Community College. This is in honor of Deshaun Watson. Sometimes I'm really good at it. Sometimes not so good. Oh, next okay. year, 2024, I'm going to be elite at St. Cuyahoga Community College. There you go. <laughs> Tri-C supports their students financially, professionally, and personally, opening up the doors of endless possibilities. Tri-C brings us Browns talk every day. This Monday show is all Browns talk. Tri-C is where the future starts, and guess when it starts? Uh, right now. Classes begin January 17, 2023. Check out Tri-C for your second Jay, post-secondary educational needs. Jay, real quick. Yeah. So, if, if we yeah. went all in last year, right? right. We were all in. Yeah. Don't you have to go all in right now? What do you have though? I mean, well, you have oh, to you're make, talking about changing. You have coaching. to make all the moves necessary because you you're in your feet. You already swimming. Yes. Yeah, but you're pivoting <laughs> you gotta your still direction. Gotta back, you you got to get back to shore though. Do you mean by, sure. you mean player wise? I mean everything. Okay. Everything's on the I table. We, listen, yeah, everything should be on the table. But the ship has sailed on Stefanski. He's going to be here. Yeah. Obviously, you know we've talked a lot about him getting fired. But to your point. I agree. I think from the roster perspective, the Browns got to like, even if it screws up their cap, even if they trade more picks, like they've got to get all in. They've got to get Watson every weapon they can. They must get him another good wide receiver. They got to make sure that line's okay. And if that means doing something at left tackle, as hard as it may be, they got to get a front line nose tackle. Have we heard anything on the Wills injury yet? I don't know, but that, that, I haven't seen any details. That line looked awful yesterday. Yeah, and, and you know, there's a lot of talk about well, they're not used to blocking for like, what? a scrambling quarterback. Not an excuse. It's just not. Uh, I, it's good to have a mobile quarterback. There were times that he moved the sticks, but there were times where he looked like he had cement feet and didn't feel pressure, and that's an issue moving forward. I want to make a point about the coach and his style. There's a lot of talk about where's the leadership from his position. And then from the from the standpoint that a team takes on the personality of its head coach, mm-hmm. it looks like this team is passive, just mm-hmm. like its head coach. Mm-hmm. And it hit me last night at about 9. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. No, about 8.30, when they interviewed Dan Campbell before the the start of the game. In that moment, not only did I fall even deeper in love with Dan Campbell, Mm -hmm. but I fell more out of love with Kevin Stefanski, and here's why. Obviously, they needed some help from the Rams to beat Seattle, and then they controlled their own destiny. When Seattle won the game, they were out. And in the pregame interview, Dan Campbell was asked by Melissa Stark, Coach, you can't, you don't control your own destiny. What's your motivation? Without batting an eyelash, he said, he gave the badass answer. He gave the answer we want to hear. We don't want them to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that they didn't control their destiny. They were out. They were done. They were done. They were done. He's like, Seattle had to be sitting there going, Oh my God. And you talked about this on uh, Thursday of last week, how they got screwed. Yeah, but it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Because Detroit still plays. Because Detroit is filled with a bunch of dogs. Yeah. And they're coached by a lead dog. And when he said that, I kind of just, I I, I thought to myself, they're going to win this game. They're going somehow, some way, they're going to find a way to win this game. Now, he made some coaching decisions that he may not have made if his playoff life was still in the balance, yeah, yeah. it's easier to do that. Yeah. The the quick pass and the and the pitch yeah. was a stroke of genius. I don't know if he calls that play if their playoff life depends oh, yeah. on it. But the bottom line is, in that moment, I fell more in love with Dan Campbell and that tough dog mentality, and I fell out of love with our mentality. And here's why: Game three of the season with Jacoby Brissett as our quarterback, we beat the Steelers twenty-nine to seventeen. A 12-point victory. 
Take Jacoby Brissett out. Now, Pittsburgh changed quarterbacks, too, and they also got T.J. Watt back. But take Jacoby Brissett out and replace him with a guy that we thought was a top five. And it's a 26-point swing in the outcome. The Browns lose by 14. And it wasn't even that close. And it wasn't even that close. Mm. And I just, as much as I want Stefanski to be the right guy, primarily because I have zero faith in Jimmy Haslam finding anyone better, as much as I want him to be the right guy, guys, he's not. It's He's at, not. At the very least, nope. it's fair to question that whether he is or not. At the very least. It's hard, to, it's hard to have faith in him right he now. He can't change his stripes. He can't change his mentality and no. suddenly become Dan Campbell and be a badass. I don't know, Jay. I don't know that I agree. Like, at the moment, it feels like you have to have that rah-rah coach. But in the end, the Lions didn't make the playoffs either. I know, but the Lions, having, it's, they it's, didn't. It's, it's but not, not they even came rah- out and played like their playoff life was at stake. And to me, it said those players are bought in I, to Dan Campbell. It, it, but, it, and the not, Browns went out there it, and all looked like a bunch of duds. It's not a rah-rah. I don't think it's a rah-rah coach that you're looking for. You look at him with some swagger that come in here and command his environment. Fact. He doesn't do that. And it's irritating to me. And I'm not even a football player. I don't so I, like I can only imagine how the people I don't, in the I don't, locker room are irritated. I don't even like wearing my colors like that, bro. <laughs> because he don't represent he don't that he don't represent me. He don't represent what what, what what football is about. Football is about passion. Football is about going and get it. Football is about being hungry, and I think Mike, Mikey McNuggets, you hungry? I can always have a bill bar. Okay, it mm. is. All right, so go back to this. Hey, go back, go back to this. So, go, go so back. I have a bill bar read. I'm not sure if you were setting me up. Well, for I was, said, but you missed it. it. You missed it. I'm back on <laughs> it. Don't be the liar. No, you you do a back cut, you miss it. So you're going to throw me a Listen, lot. Now, throw now, me a lot. Hey, I'm going to get into the post to the big fella. <laughs> hey, G. Bush, I'm a shooter. I'm not an alley fan. So, so if you're an alley you're going to be disappointed. That's a brag category. So here's the deal. Because I, I started thinking about it this week, yesterday. Because I'm sitting here, and this will this tell you how, you know, I love you. Everybody know I love the Browns, right? Hell, I could change my TV. I'm going to watch Ohio State women basketball versus Illinois women basketball and put the Browns on the phone. <laughs> wow, they you got small-screen status. You downgraded them Sit right here. SSS, <laughs> small-screen status. That, that's what Damn. I did. Dang. I was like, no, because here, I was thinking about Clowney and everybody else along the way, and I said, you know what? They're like kids. They're acting out. They're acting out because they're not getting supervision. Beautiful. That's what this is. They're all acting out. Brad, it's like going to the parent-teacher conference. Yes. <laughs> and you get to the parent-teacher conferences, and your your parents, they ain't sat at a, a living room table in years. Now, all of a sudden, they're wearing matching clothes, going to talk to your teachers. <laughs> they get in there and say, you know, you know, Garrett is really a smart, intelligent man, but something is really not clicking with him. He doesn't have that same look in his eye. He doesn't, he's not as really engaged. Do you guys know anything happening? And they turn around and you, they say, I don't know what's going on with Garrett. We get in the car, they're looking at you like, why, why would you embarrass us like that? Why would you? And you turn around and look at them. What do you mean, embarrass you? Why are you embarrassing me in the store? Y'all don't like each other. And you ain't doing it for the kids. We know you don't like each other. Dad, we know you be drinking a lot. And mom, you take a lot of late phone calls at night with the, with the mailman. So what are you telling me? Are you airing familial? Yeah, well, no, 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 that was a scheme. Like, that was like, did that happen? Okay, you? that is a writer's embellishment. Right. These are not actual events. These are events. not actual events. But when you look at, yeah, I'm going to go to school with a problem because you sitting here acting like we some peachy keen family, like the Browns acting like, and every single kid that come out of here on the back of Junior went happy. Uh, 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 we don't even know what happened with Kareem Hunt. We don't know. Baker was unhappy. Javian Clowney's unhappy. Miles Garrett was like, you know what? I'm going to just lie. I'm going to just lie. Just see, here, I like you guys. We're, you know, we'll got to fix it. Man, it tells him. Telltale signs yeah. is there, Brad. But guys, yeah. here's there, the bottom yeah. line. There, there. We've been through this before. We've had these debates already. He's not going anywhere. But here's what you can fix, though. Yeah. I'd like to strip him. Pause. Well, that's I, a little inappropriate. I wow. like. I like Hold to embarrassment. Super pause. I like to strip him of his play calling, Billy. I'm for that. I, if you're gonna come back. The only way he's coming back, that's fine, because he needs to work on some of those things, those those communication skills, talking to people, yeah. figuring out everything. No, you're nah, not going to be buried in the sheet. I'm going to take year. you further. This has happened before. 
In Ann Arbor it happened. When Harbaugh, they said, you will come back here? We're stripping you down. All your people, they gone. We're gonna give you one more shot at this thing. Yeah, but it's gonna be under. Well, are you okay with on, that? Because under our terms, I gotta tell you, G. <clears throat> it seems like. So, what are the duties of a head coach? To, the first and foremost, he's the CEO of yeah. fifty-three guys. Yeah. We've tended to look at him as the offensive coordinator when we've got Alex Van Pelt, yeah. who's not in that role. And I know yeah. that you've made the point that a lot of young coaches, of coaches call their do. plays. However. I don't think he's properly checked the boxes of the other duties of being a head coach. No. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's 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 a good ask. If if it's not Alex Van Pelt, fire him and find someone else. That's right. You'll have input on the offensive game plan. You'll have veto, he which a lot of head save. coaches do. Yeah. Final save. Final Listen, save. You don't I, want to run this on a fourth I, and one. Fine. You make that call. I, I'm I'm fine if they do that. I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm actually okay if they don't. I know I'm in the minority opinion there. Uh, I think most importantly is finding the right defensive coordinator because if your head coach is not going to be that rah rah badass guy, well, you need the defensive coordinator to be. Because I agree. The defensive with that, coordinator yeah. on this team, a is, Greg Williams, is the type. head coach of the defense. Okay. So let's face it. Yeah, that's what he is. We may not like it that yeah. way, but that's the way it's going to be. So, did you hear during the game on my small phone? <laughs> did you hear what, phone. what the guy was saying on the small phone? He said the one announcer was talking about Chubb. Mm-hmm. Right? He said he's your best weapon, and you don't even utilize him. They were completely confounded with how they were, how they were not using yes. Nick Chubb. They were like, "This two is weeks un- in a row. Like, this is unbelievable." You know what I'm wondering? I'm wondering. I think. Well, it might have been you that made this point. I can't yeah. remember. It might have been Tyvis. Somebody made the point last week that perhaps the reason they threw so much in the Saints game when it was freezing cold and windy is because they wanted a sample size to see how Deshaun Watson throws the ball in cold and windy. Okay. So, if that's the case, these last three games were nothing but an experiment. I agree with that. And the, I agree. the problem with that, I know you know what Nick Chubb can do, right. and you want to see what we can be like as right. a pa- more pass-heavy offense. His numbers were not good. Even in Pittsburgh, where it was sunny day and the conditions were, were fine, he when you lousy. look at his numbers overall, Watson didn't impress me. His, his overall line was, you know, again, he threw for two interceptions, which you just can't have. One of them was, I don't know what in the world he was thinking, it was oh, no. a bad no, decision and a bad bad throw. Both were they were both bad both decisions. The, one was the first a, one was the worst. Yeah, it was yeah. awful. Absolutely awful. But I, I just, as I'm watching him and I'm watching this offense, he was 19 of 29 for 230, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Now, if this was truly an experiment to see what we have, and the rust is gone, six weeks in, did, he's closer to the guy he's ever going to be now than nah, he was when he came nah, back. I don't, I don't think so. So I'm looking at these numbers going... No, that's not going to do it. That's not going to get it done. For the season, and it's only six games, I understand that, but his, his QBR was 79.1. Yeah. Seven touchdowns, five interceptions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we listen, he didn't play well. No. If he doesn't play better next year, they're screwed, no matter who the coach so, is. It doesn't matter. They, I, I think you guys all season have overplayed the non-use of Nick Chubb when he's third in the league in rushing attempts, but whatever. That, I mean, that, 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 here. that wasn't me. I'm not a football guy. What did he have guy. yesterday? I said, you, had, you, had a, you, had, you had an actual football guy. You had an actual football guy he, making I, his commentary I, 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 yesterday. I, I, that was a football guy. I've already, yes, I would agree in yesterday's game he should have gotten the I've ball. Talk, ball. I've talked about it, man. Sometimes there's a lot of people in life that, that view themselves as this, but the reality is over here, the reality is everybody else sees you as this. The reality is you he wants to be a, a quarterback whisperer so bad. <laughs> he wants to be the whisperer so he want to get invited to that offseason passing academy where he's sitting up there with Andy Reid and they going over concepts on the whiteboard, drinking wine. He's not he does he doesn't he don't understand. He's not gonna get invited to that man. But what do you want him to do? You look, want look, they gonna be a passing team. They, like he if, got Deshaun Watson for if, a reason. This is a crazy thing. Yeah. If if they want to get to that, he's gonna have to understand what he is and what he ain't. And he's gonna have to get a range to somebody else. He doesn't have the personnel or the mind to be a passing. Look, just go and look at it. When you watch these other games, watch the motion, watch people get schemed open. 
watch the different route combinations, watch the play calling and how they set up certain plays and routes wide open. And even even when you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers, go back and watch third and long multiple times, third and 17, third and 10, they third and 12. They picked off. We don't even got routes at 17 yards. When we started to, we sitting down talking about Kareem Hunt set, checking down, <laughs> sitting. I said, why everybody sitting down? Everybody fought. It ain't, we ain't even at the sticks. He does not have the requisite ability to be a passing team. So if he wants to be that, I don't. I don't disrespect yeah. it. But he's gonna have to move along. And well, he's gonna have else. to show he can adjust, right? He now has, we hope, a great quarterback for the first time in his career. He has to adjust to that player, and he has to change the offense accordingly. So let, he didn't do it midseason this year. No. Could he have? I don't know. Maybe he should have. Here, here's but a, he didn't. Here, give me give me a close up on this one, Mikey. Steve, give me a close up here. I want you to get my face on this one. We're about to make a point. Look. Now we're talking about the quarterbacking. Mm-hmm. This is to my man Deshaun Watson. I'm I'm, I'm excited that you're here, right? But bro, <laughs> whoo, bro. Here, and I ain't no hater, dude. I ain't either. You gonna have to get back in the laboratory here. With a right? in you a ain't no different than the NBA, NBA ball player when it come off a of bad season like Magic did that one year. You got to get back in the in the grind in the barn where nobody sees you, and you got to put that work in because you looking like mm, we can't put the cape on you, dog. Like I Donovan Mitchell did this. Did yeah, this yeah, yeah, you got edition. to come back, bro, because I'm gonna just tell you what we saw around here. You, you and Stefanski, you and Stefanski <laughs> better be. Y'all better get tight. Y'all, I don't care if y'all got a bunk bed together or whatever it's gonna be. Y'all should, y'all should be. Matter of fact, tell the family it, this ain't one of them years. Like it's a recession, we're not gonna be able to go on vacation this year. Boy, you, you, you had, you had on orange like you was in Clemson, but you was in Tangerine I, Country. I, I, need, I don't know what you had on. We today, need, buddy. we need to see you in Cleveland all year. We, like I'm talking. We're gonna see you at the rib fest. <laughs> We're gonna see you at the fireworks. The car show. The car show. I need you at everything. He should change his zip code. To we got some stuff from Adam he Schefter here. Let me read this. Have you got this tweet, Mike? We do. Let's get that tag board though. Uh, the Cleveland and we Browns. We got Tim Couch in a sec. After Tim Couch, we're gonna do all the Browns defensive coordinator possibilities. Okay. This is the first on the list that is now official from yeah. Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter, the Cleveland Browns, who relieved defensive coordinator Joe Woods of his duties, requested permission today to interview Patriots inside linebacker coach Gerard Mayo for their defensive coordinator job. Per source, obviously Mayo was a great player. Yeah. Uh, he's only he has not even he's not been in a coordinator. He's been part of the Patriots tree. Anybody have an initial thought on that? Because yeah, I have a strong well, initial here, thought. I, I, here, I never discredit anybody from, from being able to step in and do a job. But I would just tell you this here. <laughs> you went all in on the QB. We just talked about it, right? You got to take every step possible to make sure you get the best of the best to give yourself the best opportunity for the best outcome, right? Yeah. Stop running and grabbing to the first thing you see, the latest, greatest toy on the shelf. Let's see what's actually out here. Right. I, I would say uh, avoid like the plague any Bill Belichick assistant coaches. Yes. Period. Well, full stop. I don't, I don't agree no. with that. Nate, start uh, start so ripping off the success. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not I doing it. We're not talking about head coach. No. Any coach. Period. Any of them. And here's why. Yeah. The, the the secret sauce in New England was never about any of the assistant coaches. It's always been about Bill. Always. Bill in the quarterback. Bill. And the quarterback. So you'd be against Flores as DC? I would. I would. Right. I take Flores. I just look at the guys that have left New England, and I know yeah. that most of them went to become head coaches. Right. They have been not just failures. They have been colossal but failures. Flores wasn't a colossal failure. He's a failure. He had a winning record both years. I I, I would take Flores because I mean, he's a decoy. He had a winning he's record aggressive. both years. The Dolphins' defense before he got there was trash. Aggressive. It's back to being trash again this year. Aggressive. First of all, do you think he would come to Cleveland? Yeah, absolutely, no, I would not. Yeah, I'm not sure that I don't. I'm know, sure I don't know. I, I think, I think he's going to be in such high demand that he'll be able to pick his spot. I don't know that I don't he think will he be. Picks Cleveland. Why would you? Why would he better you, be? Why would you leave Cleveland unless he, unless he's already has? Steelers gave him shelter, right? They gave but he's him not shelter. a defensive he, so, but I will, no. It'd be him, a step up to go him, from where he is to here. They gave him shelter, so he's only leaving for shelter. Yeah, right? like, like Mike now, Tomlin. Now, you going into a season with, 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 with Stefanski on, on a one-year hook, maybe? Yeah. Ain't coming over yeah, here. Yeah, he might be able to get a head coaching job if he if Brad makes a good point. He makes a good, um, that's a good point. There are a lot of folks that believe that when a coach is in his purgatory year, that you could call it whatever mm. you want. Yeah. You know, he's going to keep his job. 
This for Kevin Stefanski is his purgatory year. Yeah, you, period. You, and you it add, is. You add and, and it's tougher to get quality coordinators to come on board add unless p- they think they've got a chance at replacing Stefanski. Well, I'm going to add a Maybe. piece to that, right? You, people might not want to hear this. For a minority coach. Yeah, he gets very limited opportunity. Yeah, yeah. he not jumping ship to those ship that might yeah. sink on him because he. I just stay where I am because he get that Hugh Jackson. If they Hugh Jackson you, you that back down to HBCU. Yeah, you couldn't even get a regular job <laughs> with a Maybach. Like, 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 he's he, taking a picture with a Maybach. Like you said, like yeah, you down there like he could even get a Division One. I'm like you can least with the Mount Union. We're gonna talk much more about who the Browns might turn to to replace the uh, the fire Joe Woods I, I, as. Defensive quarter. By the way, before we bring in Tim Couch, one quick stat on Joe Woods. I read it this morning. The numbers are a little vague. I, I, vague. I, I, I didn't burn them into my mind. I believe that in the first quarter, the Browns' defense is fourth or fifth yeah, in the like league in points allowed. Maybe fifth or sixth. They are 27th and then, in the, and fourth the fourth quarter. Third and fourth. Third and fourth. And third I think they're fourth. 18th in the second quarter. There, there you go. Now, those that's, aren't the that's, rankings. That's points scored. Points right. scored. Points allowed. The, the, right. So the hamstrings is tight. This says one thing. Yeah, they're making zero adjustments. They're losing the battle of adjustments. So the offense is seeing (laughs) what they did in the first quarter, which was very successful. And their offensive coordinator is is making adjustments. And so you can see as the game goes on, what, what happens is they're losing that battle of making adjustments. Yes. And so if if I was on the fence about Joe Woods and I was not. Oh yeah. We but did. if I was, that is all this, I needed this, to do to push me over where the, the top. This the head coach should be overseeing what's yes, going on. Yes, and he's here. not cuz he's too busy yeah. micromanaging the With offense. A sheet in his hand. If yes. I see that coach, sheet one more time. We're doing the same stuff we were <laughs> doing my, in the first quarter where, and it's sheet? not working now because their offense has made adjustments. Where are your adjustments? We're down 14 as that's what I see. And th- those are the things to G Bush's point if he wasn't so immersed in calling the offense. And by the way, I know I, the head coaches that do call the offense. To me, here's the picture of Kevin Stefanski that I've seen all season long. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, he's buried in no, that place. He's never even. T- he's, I, I think he's, he and I know see. that all the coaches I, have them, but my God. I'm, I'm going to ask Tim about this. It seems particularly when, large. When is it time? And he's just. He seems, yeah. He, he, we get and Tim. he's particularly. There he goes. And he's particularly immersed in it. Hey, Tim. Tim, at what point in time does a coach have to say, hey, I need to be. I need to at least say hi to my team and assistance <laughs> and not be all. <laughs> He has, that, he has that Willy Wonka thing. You come in, Stefanski is like, are you good? He's like, I've been here doing my plays. I say good day, sir. We, can we go over some special teams? Coach, no. You, you took my God spot stoppers. Tim, when, is he going to give out the play calling, or when should it be uh, uh, something that you say, uh, it's time to, for you to be a CEO and not so micro um, micromanage on, on the offense. He ain't micromanage. He ain't macromanage. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would say it's probably time right now. I don't know if he's going to do it, though. I mean, he is uh, – this offense is his baby. You know, he, he, you know, like you guys said, he's got that play sheet. He's holding on to that thing like a security blanket. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't see him giving up any play calling duties anytime I'd like to get a hold of that he, and have a ceremonial the, burning Tim, of the Tim, play sheet. he holding on to the play sheet like Auburn holding on to Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> it's so maddening. And Tim, I know all, all, all coaches have them, but I've, I I can't remember a cutaway this year of Kevin Stefanski that I didn't see the play sheet. It was just front and center True. all season long. It drove me nuts. Yeah, every time, Jay, like you said, same exact look, same exact expression on his face. You know, no matter what was going on throughout the game, whether we're winning, we're losing, we just turned the ball over. Whatever it was, it's, it's the play sheet. That's right. right? Yeah. All the answers are on the play sheet, I guess. Right? Tim, would that drive you crazy? I mean, as a player, and like, does it? But if you take Stefanski's play calling away, what's the point of keeping him? He's the head coach. Right, exactly. But is that's he the head that's coach? I don't know. Yeah. Is he the yeah, right I mean, coach? I, you know, I think I think he gets one more year, a full year with Deshaun. You know, I think, you know, the guy took him to the playoffs a couple of years ago. Obviously, the last two years have been down years, losing seasons. But, you know, you bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson, you pay him all this money, and you bring him in to pair him with Stefanski. So, you want to see what they can do with a full season together in, in this offense, see if they can make it go. And then, you know, we'll know a lot more about what's going on and how that how this is going to work after next season. 
Hey Tim, that that's that <laughs> you you from Kentucky? Hold on, y'all done run more people out of Kentucky coaching than anybody can think of. Yeah, but uh, one of them's coming home. One like, of them's I'm leaving like, an NFL Kentucky, job to go back to Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky people don't play. They like you out of here. <laughs> We'll <laughs> <Right. laughs> get rid of it pretty quick around here. Right. <laughs> hey, Tim, Tim, what's going what's going on with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I, I'm ooh. a little I'm a little ooh. concerned. I'm a little concerned from a quarterback standpoint. What you see? You know, I think the same thing you guys are. You know, I, I really didn't expect a whole lot from him coming into this season because of the two years off and playing in a new system. But, you know, he just has kind of looked so inconsistent. It's really kind of disappointing. You know, he's, he's been such a great player uh, the first few years of his career in Houston. But this year, it's just, you know, you see a few flashes here and there throughout games. Like, oh, that looks like Deshaun Watson that I'm used to seeing. And then it's, you know, just inconsistent. Um, uh, accuracy is very inconsistent. Decision-making, he's holding on to the ball way too long, yeah. in my opinion. You know, when Jacoby was in there, Jacoby was getting rid of the football mm-hmm. really quickly. And he was getting to the right spot. Uh, but Deshaun is he's just not trusting what he's seeing. You know, he's holding on to the ball in the pocket uh, way too long, uh, trying to let things develop. And, um, you know, it's just it's just not clicking right now. You know, So hopefully with a full offseason, uh, you know, a full preseason games, uh, a schedule he can play in and then, getting, and then getting started week one. Hopefully he can, you know, get this thing going to where he looks like the old Deshaun Watson. If not, man, this thing is going to go bad real quick because, you know, you pay a guy 200 30 million or whatever it was, you know, you expect him to come in and be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. You know, you're expecting the top three or four quarterback in, in the entire league. And right now, we certainly haven't seen that. Hey, Tim, do you, here's a question. I just thought about when you said that. You think, all right, we knew he was going to be rusty. We, well, we did not, we did not know it was going to be this much rust, but we knew he, there was a chance to be rusty. The one thing that we think we're talking about all physical attributes here, right? What about the psychological attributes of going through that? Yeah. Could he be damaged think, from that, right? Absolutely. I think that's a great point, Brad. You know, I think, you know, we don't talk about that enough. You know, this guy, he's he's always been used to being talked about how great he is, how great of a player he is. And all of a sudden, your name is drugged through the mud, and they're talking about what an awful person you are. Every stadium he goes in, he gets booed unmercifully. Uh, you know, people are just, they can't they can't stand him. You know, anytime he goes on the road, I can't imagine what those fans are saying to him when he's coming, you know, out of the tunnels and on the sidelines and things like that. I'm sure he just gets harassed non-stop by you know that by the opposing team's fans so certainly that will take a toll on you mentally um you know i don't know how he gets through that you know hopefully he's he's got some type of um you know counseling going on where he's seeing somebody and talking through things because that that will beat you down mentally um absolutely and that's uh you know that's something he's gonna have to deal with the rest of his career no to that point we've talked about carson wentz last week carson wentz was a guy very much like deshaun watson who was poised on that doorstep of of his next step in his evolution, you thought, was going to be an NFL MVP. And Carson mm-hmm. Wentz was right there. I think you could make a case to Sean Watson, was very close to making that move. And since we've seen Carson Wentz come completely unglued, he's failed yeah. in two cities post-Philadelphia. And a lot of people are now wondering, is his career over? And that's the cautionary tale of what can happen to a quarterback when this muscle gets screwed up. And Brad, to yeah. your point, and Tim, yours, I don't know how you figure out if that's the problem, but if it is, can it be fixed? Did you ever get into ruts mentally that like a yeah. golfer with the yips you were able to work out of? Absolutely. I think it's a great point, Jay. You know, the, the uh, great example with Carson West there, you know, I certainly went through that as a player myself. You know, I was obviously taking a physical beating when I was with, the, you know, that expansion team Browns getting sacked a lot, getting hit a lot, but it took a toll on me mentally more than it did physically because you know, at the high school level, you know, I was used to having nothing but success. You know, I was the national player of the year in high school. I was a first-team All-American in college, SEC player of the year, number one pick in the draft. I had never really dealt with failure. And, you know, so I just thought I would go into the NFL and pick up right where I'd, you know, been at every other level I played in. And when that's not happening for you, it beats you to death mentally. You know, the fans, you know, they have expectations from you. The, the, your own teammates have expectations. Obviously, you, you're number one pick in the draft. They're paying you a lot of money. And you start really questioning yourself, you know, am, can I play at this level? You know, can I do this? Why, why am I not having the success that I'm used to having? And that, that's a hard thing to work through. And, you know, really the only way to get through that, I think, is, uh, you know, you, you, just, you, just, you just grind. You know, you start believing in you. You just have to have that ultimate belief in yourself that no matter what everybody on the outside is saying, that they're not going to get into, you, uh, to, into your mind and, and break you down mentally. You just have to work through it. And it's way easier said than done, but, uh, you know, cer- certainly I, I know exactly what that feels like. 
I think it's a little different than Wentz because Wentz was so-so as a rookie, and then his second year he was great, and then he got hurt, and that was it. Whereas Watson was excellent for the four years he was in the league. Well, that half a season and three years. But to both your points, you're right. If there is, if it's a mental thing, which it seems like it is with Carson Wentz, right? He he seems Mm -hmm. mentally shattered. If that is the case with Watson, even if he was much better than Wentz beforehand, you you just never know how a guy's going to react going forward. That's that's the one thing that I certainly really didn't think about with him when the Browns made this trade. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna make sure that that not make sure, but I'm gonna emphasize that the Browns, as much as you put on the physical rehab, yeah, let's, let's to, work on the mind. You too. You got to work on the, uh, the yeah. psychological rehab that needs to occur. And, and he, he trust and believe me, Sean Watson not gonna be able to do this by himself. No, no, but but. We have said many times before, Tim, you've heard this a million times. It's a make or break season. Next year is the biggest make or break season that the Browns have had in forever for their coach and for their quarterback. Because if, if, if they've coach, never been this all in, right? Because if the coach sucks, he's fired. And if Watson's not good next year, the Browns are completely screwed for the next five years. I feel, I feel he got to get back to, you know, when you go through allegations and when you go through things like that. People tend to strip away what makes you a, a great athlete. Mm-hmm. A great athlete is saying that I'm better than everybody. You're confident. Yep. I'm cocky. Yeah. I'm arrogant. Right. You you can't touch what I'm talking about out here. I see him in a press conference. He'd be looking for nice words to say. To your well, point, G, to your point. Did you guys hear what Joe Burrow said after the game yesterday? Yeah, and I loved it. Joe Burrow said, he. they were talking about how, how big is the Bengals' window. Remember we've talked about this window before? He and goes, as long as I'm playing. As long as I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Like, we need Watson to be talking like that. He, He's got to get back uh, to that. If he can get back there, but it, it, there is a psychological but, but, but component see, with that. See, you just said that. See, that talks about your confidence level. Yeah. Because when you looking like trash, you ain't going to no point no. I'm talking yeah, about. That's right. As no. long as I'm You know, here. I sure. thought Deshaun, just his body language – he looks like a beaten down man yeah. when he's standing at the podium. He doesn't stand there tall and proud. He just and why would he right now? He's three and three and the Browns finish seven ten. But to me with the volume down just looking at him. If I was asked to characterize his mental state, I would say not very good. Yeah. He looks like doesn't he's been run over by a truck. It looked yeah. look like he's always aware or thinking that somebody's coming for him. You see what I'm saying? So you're right. always on the defensive, right? right. right. Tim, do you get it back? In in a sports psychologist's office, or does that only come back on the field between the lines when you start having more oh. success? Yeah, well, I think it does start in a sports psychologist's office. You know, I think you have to find those tools to be able to to block uh, block out the noise and, and find that belief in yourself that you once had. So I think it starts there, and then you take it out on the field. And certainly, Deshaun's going to have to start having some success, you know, to, to feel like himself again. He's going to have to go out and start having those 350-yard, four-touchdown performances right, that we right. saw in that. You're right, Tim. All the beer, to, to feel like that's who he is again, you know, because right now, uh, he's got a bad taste in his mouth going into this offseason. Hopefully, you know, that's going to motivate him to work even harder. You know, like you guys mentioned, just get in there with, with Stefanski and learn this offense as well as he possibly can and, uh, you know, try to take this thing to another level because if he gets off to a really bad start next year and you know, after the first four or five games, he's struggling like he did after uh, what we saw, like he did, like we, like we saw him struggle this season, that confidence is going to tank really quickly. So, so I hopefully, you know, for Deshaun, he finds a way to cope with all that and he can get back to being the player that we've <laughs> Well, this is a marriage, Tim. I, it's incumbent upon the Browns as well to get out of the ethos and find somebody that could be a help. Mm-hmm. And they may not be here in Cleveland. The Browns, they have to marry the two together. Well, they because, have a, a team sports psychologist. No, but I'm saying that person may not be the person. Oh, I see. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This situation and, might be so I mean, dire. This thing is, that... I mean, because he looks like a shell of himself. Right. You see a piece, a glimpse of him. And then you see some of that in the guy I saw, like that pass he made yesterday. I'm like, there's three people standing here. You, there's no way you thought you could thread that through there, right? I'm like, but yeah. if you're all screwed up, you know, well, it's like your free throw. If you're all screwed up, try, somebody better unscrew it. When you try, Tim, you know this. You know, when you're trying to make plays, like it seems like he feel like if I throw this one pass, it's going to eliminate everything. Right. Like yep. you can't, you can't eliminate talk with one pass. Nah. It got to be consistent. Body of work. It's like trying to hit a six-run home run. You're right. exactly you know, right. Like, yeah, he's trying right. every yeah. play. He's trying to justify the contract. Yeah. Trying to justify, you know, all the time he missed. Trying to show he's a great player. You can't make it up in one play. No, it's it's slow and steady wins the yeah. race on that. Great point. Tim, did they get Joe Woods right? 
letting him go? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yeah, I think so. You know, you guys have hit it perfectly. You know, I think it's just uh, just too much inconsistency. You know, the way they started out the season, they lost a lot of games because of that defense that they probably would have had an opportunity to make a playoff run this year had the defense been a little better. And it, and it was simple things. You know, we're talking about fundamentals of defense. We're talking about communication on the back end. We're talking about pursuit angles and tackling, you know, just basic fundamentals of football that this team was not doing early on. Now, certainly they improved over the last, you know, six, seven games of the year. Uh, they, they got better, uh, but I think, you know, the writing was already on the wall uh, for, for Joe, and I think, it, I think it probably was time to move on and, and uh, get somebody else in here, a new uh, kind, of, kind of a new life into this defense because they're, they're a really talented defense. Obviously, they need some pieces, uh, you know, on that defensive line to add there to, you know, help against uh, the run game, uh, but there's some really talented players that you can do a lot of things with on that defense, so hopefully they get the right guy uh, for these players. Kevin Stefanski in a statement said that uh, he thanked Joe for his hard work and his dedication. He certainly wishes him the best, um, but clearly it was time to move on. A couple of numbers here that jumped out at me. The Browns defense against the pass was ranked fifth in the NFL yeah. this year. Now, on one hand, you're like, well, okay, that's pretty impressive. Well, on the other hand, they were 25th against the run, and there were a right. lot of games where teams may right. have wanted to throw the ball more, but they quickly decided Atlanta why would we throw it well, when our quarterbacks throw into the wrong jerseys and we've got fourth string running backs gashing this defense? Not so. to mention, Jay, the Browns didn't face that much of a no. two of quarterbacks. This <laughs> they year. really, they really did yeah. not. When you look back at the teams that they had a chance to to beat to get into the playoffs and failed, it's it's quite an indictment. We're going to later. Do you want the Tim, list real quick, guys? Do you uh, want the list of quarterbacks they beat and lost to? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if you got it. Yeah, I got it right here. They beat this year. You ready? Yep. Baker Mayfield, Mitch Trubisky, Joe Burrow, Tom Al- uh, Tom Brady, Kyle Allen, Tyler Huntley, and Carson Wentz. To be two good quarterbacks, Burrow and Brady. And they lost to Joe Flacco, Marcus Mariota, Justin Herbert, Bailey Zappi, Lamar Jackson, Tua Tagovailoa, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Andy Dalton, and Kenny Pickett. So they played. That's if, a mixed bag. If I yeah. include Tua, they played seven good quarterbacks in seventeen games. Yeah, and that should be a recipe for making the playoffs. Yes. Uh, Tim, later in the program, we're going to play a, a game called One Name Blame Game. Here's the way it works. Obviously, there's enough blame to be spread all around. And it's a team sport. You win as a team, you lose as a team. But in the One Name Blame Game, you have to just name one guy most responsible for what we saw on the field this year. Who's your name? Uh, man, I guess you got to go with Stefanski. Um, you know, I mean, he's in charge of this deal. So yeah, I think I think you start there, and um, you know, it's, it's it's hard to point the finger anywhere else. So you know, it always starts at the leadership at the top. So I'd have to go there. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a strong answer, yeah. and I, I'm sure that there will be others that name Kevin Stefanski in the one yeah. name blame game. Before we let you go, and first of all, I want to thank you. What what an enormous help you have been to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show during this Brown season. Yeah. We needed that that voice of, of reason, that voice exactly. of expert at the quarterback position. Exactly. Um, we were blessed to have you throughout the year on our inaugural season, and you're a big part of this thing, uh, the reason this thing has been so successful. We're going to use you, obviously, during football season uh, as it comes forward, but also periodically as, as uh, news and developments warrant, we'll also bring you back. But before we let you go, McNuggets has something that he is dying to ask you about. <laughs> and, and I'm, I, and I, quite frankly, I can't wait to get your answer. Oh, I know what this is. Yeah, yeah Tim. So we, <laughs> we have, we actually, we're going to break a record for most viewers in a single show today. So we thank are. you to everyone out there yeah. for watching. And Tim, as of this moment right now, you're officially a brand ambassador for Built Bars because you know <laughs> that protein intake is important <laughs> to gain muscle. <laughs> and with 15 grams of protein in every Built Bar, you eat a couple of those Jack. a day, you're going to be absolutely jacked. Use what would you look like if you had a couple of days? 15 for 15% off. If I ate 20 Built Bars a day, I might look like this, Steve. Take tag board. <laughs> if y'all haven't seen <laughs> this is a Photoshop picture of Tim after 38 Built Bars a day for 46 years. Tim. But I think, Tim, I think you actually corrected. You're only 45. Didn't Matt Jones get this wrong? 
Yeah, he got it wrong. I'm only 45, man. He's got yeah, a 30 year on Tim, I, yeah. most people want an eight pack. Tim's got a 16 pack. Uh, Tim, how, what, 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 you're killing me here. I mean, that's crazy. What in the, how much time a day do you spend in the gym to look like that? You know, it's a couple hours a day, but I've been doing this for 20 some years. You know I mean? I haven't missed a workout since, you know, since I was in college, you know, I still oh, do the same stuff I used to do. And the only difference is now my body really than it was when I was playing is I eat better. You know, when I was playing, I really didn't focus on diet. I was eating Hooters, chicken wings, and drinking beer every damn day. <laughs> you know, well, how much, was, how much oil did you put in yourself, son? Now I can yeah. dial in the diet and cardio. Hey, and hey, kind of got hey, things figured out. Hey, hey, Tim, how much oil did you put on yourself, son? Hey, that's hard sweat right there. Hey, you, know, you know what happened? I was actually, I was in my sauna. So the, I posted that was on my story. So right before that, I posted a picture. I was in my sauna, and it was 200 degrees in there. And I was just sweating out. So when I came out of the sauna, that's when I took the picture. Uh, so that's well, why I looked oiled. Man, <laughs> whatever you do, and keep doing it. He's in better shape than when he played. If he walked into the Browns locker room right now, cool. everybody but Miles Garrett would look at him and say, "Who in the hell is this?" <laughs> it's okay. I got something for you, Tim. I'm gonna call Barry Bonds up. <laughs> hey, hey, t- hey, Tim! Before you, Tim, before you go, real quick, here's a Can question. you still fit your old uh, football helmet? Oh yeah. Before you go, real quick, right. here's a question. You, you, Tim, you know, you know the Browns locker room. Yeah. And you know that we are now looking for a defensive coordinator. Now, sometimes you see defensive coordinators have huge personalities out here. Buddy Ryan, people of that, like that type Greg of person. Williams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Could that person coexist with Stefanski? I think so. You know, I, I think, you know, with Stefanski, as hands off as he seems with the defense, I think you do need that kind of coach on that, that side of the ball who's just going to take total control of these guys and just kind of be that, that coach on that side of the ball. And Stefanski will handle the offense. So I, I think that kind of coach would be a really good fit for these guys. And I think it kind of, you know, with these guys, you know, we saw the lack of discipline that they had, you know, a lot during this season, the inconsistency. So a coach like that, getting these guys in gear, getting them all going in the right direction, and, uh, you know, uh, focusing on the fundamentals, I think, is the kind of coach you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Tim. Great. Tim, man, right, awesome job this year. Appreciate you, man. Uh, we expect you to be about uh, three pounds lighter, but with uh, with more muscle next uh, next fall when you join us for the 2023 season. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. There you go. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Not just a, a, a great football player and overall athlete, but just a great person. That he is. We've enjoyed having his insight throughout the football season, and we look forward to him. Joining us again next season. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.